0: Cancer Advances, a Cleveland Clinic podcast for medical professionals, exploring the latest innovative research and clinical advances in the field of oncology. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cancer Advances. I'm your host, Dr. Dale Shepard, a medical oncologist here at Cleveland Clinic overseeing our TOSIC Phase 1 program and co-director of sarcoma care at Cleveland Clinic. Today, I'm happy to be joined by Dr. Jorge Manrica, head of the sarcoma program at Cleveland Clinic, Florida. He is here today to talk to us about functional drug screening and genomic profiling in advanced sarcomas. So, welcome, Jorge. Thanks, Dr. Shepard. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. So, you're actually joining us from Cleveland Clinic in Florida. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your role down there.
1: Sure. So, I'm, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. Um, I completed uh, two fellowships one in adult joint reconstruction and the second one in orthopedic oncology. And I'm currently uh, the program director for the for the sarcoma program uh here at, at the clinic in in Florida. Excellent.
0: So we're going to talk today about um, a feasibility study for drug sensitivity testing and and about genetic profiling. So um, maybe just to start, give us a little background about drug sensitivity testing and what what this uh, study is aiming to 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 look at what do we, what question are we trying to answer here?
1: Absolutely so. This study um, is one of the few studies out there, uh, if not the only one of its kind, in in sarcoma. We partnershiped with uh, Florida International University with Dr. Diana Assam, um, who has extensive background in in drug sensitivity. And basically what we are trying to do with the current study is to see if functional precision medicine has a role in adult sarcoma treatment. The specific study that we're conducting is a feasibility study, is trying to evaluate if we can do this, um, if, it's, if, some, if it's an approach that we can do for, for adult sarcoma, and ideally to lay grounds for, for future testing to see if we can potentially guide treatment in these patients in the future. And basically what we are aiming to do is drug sensitivity is, is a methodology by which we extract cells from, from the patient's tumor. And we do a genetic profiling and test many different uh, chemotherapy agents to see how these cells react. And um, based on a scoring system, we are able to determine if these cells do respond Uh, to the different chemotherapy agents. And also we can combine different chemotherapy agents to see if they have a a higher effect or a lower effect depending on on the combination of of drugs.
0: And so the genetic testing you're doing, is this uh, something like next generation sequencing or are you doing a different type of sequencing? So we're doing next generation sequencing
1: and we're trying to correlate the genetic mutations and the genetic profile of those uh, tumors um, with the response to the different chemotherapy agents to try and come up with a precision or, or a much more individualized approach of chemotherapy for these patients.
0: Are you looking at specific types of sarcomas? Or are you looking at sarcoma in general? Are there are there subtypes that are being studied?
1: So we're doing basically this on adult uh, sarcomas, basically soft tissue sarcomas, given the, the rarity of of the incidence of
0: these, these type of tumors. So we're, we're keeping it broad to to try and include all of these types of sarcomas. And so some sarcomas we know are uh, have fusions, for instance, are associated with them. Are those being included, or are we looking for things that are outside of fusion-driven sarcomas? We're including all of them. Okay. From a testing standpoint, from uh, the drugs that, we're, that you're looking at, um, are you looking at drugs that would ordinarily be considered for treatment of sarcomas? Or are you looking at a wide range of drugs, hoping to see something that might be active?
1: So we're, we're running a, an array of drugs um, that are both included in sarcoma treatment currently, and those are that are also outside of sarcoma treatment. All of these drugs are FDA-approved for cancer treatment, not specifically sarcoma. And so we're basically running about 120 drugs in this testing,
0: and so I think there—it sounds like there's probably two things that could come from this. You, you might find a, a traditional chemotherapy that might be active in particular patients and make those correlations with the genetics. But you can also find, I guess, the standard genomic abnormalities like BRAFs and and things like that. Um, are you finding many mutations in these sarcomas that would enable you to use standard genomic-based therapies?
1: So right now, we,
0: we are at our infancy in the study, uh,
1: so we haven't been able to identify anything specifically. We started
0: off uh, a few months ago, so we haven't had any results as of right now. All right. Well, it's certainly uh, something that we'll be eager to, to keep an eye on, and um, maybe we'll have to have a follow-up and, and talk about the results when they're available. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about sarcoma care and the sarcoma program at Cleveland Clinic, Florida. So our sarcoma program started in 2019
1: uh, in in a formal way. We have a very unique team as we are very close to each other and we communicate very often in regards to to the treatment of patients. All patients are discussed over the phone. Uh, We have uh, two medical oncologists, two radiation oncologists, a plastic surgeon, and a musculoskeletal radiologist. And myself, and we also collaborate with Cleveland Clinic main campus in our weekly tumor boards. We have other subspecialties in the clinic that
0: uh, can collaborate with us in uh, other aspects of patient care if, if needed. So, so, really, this is a, a relatively new program, um, I guess, from the a, a very general standpoint in terms of setting up a program like this that you know treating a rare disease, needing a lot of different specialists what were the sort of unique challenges or things that maybe um, you thought went really well as you tried to set it up or maybe things that were a little more problematic than you expected? So maybe if people are listening in or trying to think about maybe better care for patients with sarcoma and the nature of that uh, that treatment, any, any guidance you could provide? So I think that the most important thing is the willingness of the different uh,
1: specialists to be part of this journey it's it's a it's a process it's a long process that everybody has to be committed to to put aside a little bit of their time to go that extra mile uh to provide communication tools and 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 extra patient care obviously being a new program having patients trust us and be willing to to come in and get treatment in the Cleveland Clinic Florida is one of the biggest challenges, um, but I think that the fact that we're in the Cleveland Clinic, we are collaborating with, with uh, Cleveland Clinic Ohio and having everything that we need for, for adequate patient management is, is key. It's very important to foresee uh, the different challenges in terms of the infrastructure that we have, um, although that hasn't been a very big problem, but just making sure that you do have all the tools that are are needed from the different standpoints, imaging-wise, pathology-wise, and all those channels of communication need to be there in order to start a program successfully.
0: And with your program, do you have pathologists locally that are doing most of the reading? Are you collaborating with our pathologists here on main campus? Given that
1: we have a world-renowned Moscow skeletal pathologist at main campus. We sent every sample to main campus, whether being biopsied here at the clinic or from an outside hospital. By protocol, we sent all our samples to to main campus to be reviewed and shared at the tumor board.
0: And I think that particularly with rare cancers, that's uh, that's huge. So that's uh, a great model to, to follow. How's community uh, the community acceptance of a new program and sort of that Ability to work with maybe the medical oncologists and a community to maybe provide the chemotherapy part and having more of the surgical part and within your program has that been pretty successful so far?
1: It has, uh, but the majority of patients have uh, transferred their care to the Cleveland Clinic um, entirely from the medical oncologist to the radiation oncologist. So we're kind of like bringing the patient in and providing them with all the resources that, that we have. In terms of patients, um, having the program here, uh, logistically, we have uh, two other centers that are close by or relatively close by, down in Miami and up in Gainesville. So having the, 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 the sarcoma program here at, at the clinic has benefited the community uh, tremendously um, because the patients don't have to travel that far uh, to get their care. To
0: Miami or up in Gainesville, and so the the recent additions uh, to the clinic in the Florida area have have really been uh, beneficial to, to patients with sarcoma. It sounds like yes, excellent. What's uh, what's next? What what are the you see as the gaps that that uh, will make this program bigger, more effective, uh, more more impactful?
1: So I think adding additional surgeons when the volume increases uh, would be beneficial. Having a multidisciplinary clinic where we can collaborate in the same exam room where we can have the medical oncologist, the radiation oncologist and the orthopedic surgeon where I trained, that's how we saw the patients and, and, and combined our efforts in the same location. I know that that logistically is a little bit challenging to accommodate different schedules of the different providers, but I think that that's the direction I, I would like to, to see the program in a, in a few years where
0: the patient comes in and sees the different specialists in a, in a same exam room. Unfortunately, within sarcoma, clinical trials are too rare, rare disease and rare clinical trials. Are you setting up clinical trials within your program?
1: We're open to that. Uh, that's a, a, an upcoming conversation as to what the
0: opportunities are to collaborate with, with main campus, um, but definitely open to, to do that. You mentioned say, just to take a step back when you talked about sequencing. Um, we talked about sequencing and the, the sort of setting of your your trial that you're setting up. What what is your approach to sequencing of patients um, that are just coming through the program? Are you trying to get next generation sequencing on most of those patients.
1: Not if they're not within the the, um, the study that we're doing, um, I defer the, the, the conversation to the medical oncologist to consider if that's something that it's in a it's an appropriate approach, but it's not a routine component of, of practice currently.
0: From a surgical standpoint, what do you find most exciting about where the field is now and where do you, where would you like things to go in terms of, is there something from a surgical standpoint that that you would like to uh, to see change?
1: So there's there's a lot of room, uh, especially in the bone reconstruction aspect of of sarcoma um, and and reconstruction of, of patients. Um, I have a specific interest in robotic application of uh, of this type of of reconstructions. We have used robotics. Uh, in the clinic to perform these types of reconstructions in, in metastatic disease. But I think that the incorporation of the robotic technology that is currently being used in in joint replacements has a huge field in in orthopedic oncology that, that is to to be discovered and, and, and applied in our patients.
0: I think that uh, we... So we have a, a fairly diverse group that may be listening, so something that... Uh maybe people don't realize is the when people are when you, when you're doing surgeries and you're you're putting in implants and things um about how customizable those are um can you can you maybe fill people in a little bit about if you're going to be doing a big surgery and a reconstruction um, what that might entail
1: absolutely so in the world of orthopedic oncology, we aim to perform limb preservation, um, meaning that we, number one, take the, the tumor out and, and, and attain negative margins, but at the same time, preserve the limb and preserve functionality. In that regards, what we need is a, a, a good structure, and sometimes we do have to resect bone. And when we do that, there are big voids, and industry has the ability to um, 3D print uh, implants, or, or, or we can get them off the shelf to reconstruct as much bone as we pretty much want to preserve that, that limb and preserve that functionality. And you can go from, from replacing a whole femur to replacing half of the pelvis, anchoring the implants to the spine, and so on and so forth. That the, I think that it's endless possibilities of reconstruction with the current technology that we have. Very good.
0: Well, you've had some excellent insights for us today. Anything else uh, you'd like to add? I'm really excited of um, being part of this uh, new adventure in the
1: Cleveland Clinic Florida of, of building the sarcoma program, and um, I look forward as as we grow and include more um, providers to make it one of the most important sarcoma programs in in Florida.
0: Very good. Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Dr. Shepard. To make a direct online referral to our Toxic Cancer Institute, complete our online cancer patient referral form by visiting clevelandclinic.org cancerpatientreferrals. You will receive confirmation once the appointment is scheduled. This concludes this episode of Cancer Advances. You will find additional podcast episodes on our website, clevelandclinic.org canceradvancespodcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify,